Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. What an hour we have for you here. It's been a heck of a show already. Got a heck of a show for you this hour. We go inside NFL training camps not once but twice. It's LSU North, Louisiana North. We go to the Cleveland Browns in about eight minutes. Fred Greethum, who covers the Brown for 24-7 Sports, he joins us. Then we go to their division rivals and the team that most thinks will challenge Cleveland for that division title, the Baltimore Ravens. Some might think the Steelers. I think it's going to be the Ravens. So maybe not most. Maybe we need to revise. Maybe most people don't think that. I think that. Bo Smokel has joined us on the show quite a bit. He will join us at 932. And then it's Steve Court, former Saints offensive lineman and co-host with me on the Acadian Windows Fans First Take on the Saints Radio Network, 945. We talk some Saints football. A couple of texts to get to. Here's one from the 504. I'm not going to waste my time watching game day in Disney World when I could be on Space Mountain. <laughs> there you go. Now that's in response to our Blue Runner Gumbo opinion poll at WWL.com and the Radio.com app, that is. Well, is hosting college game day at Disney World a good idea? That's because ESPN announced, yeah, that's what they're doing. They're putting game day at Disney World. Won't be any banners, no signs, no flags, probably not a lot of college football fans there. But, hey, the mouse owns that network, so the mouse is going to do what it wants to do with their assets. So good on them. I think it's a terrible, horrible idea. I won't be watching. I certainly won't be going, and I would imagine most people aren't going either. <laughs> the caster vote at www.com and the radio.com app. A couple of LSU notes to get to and practice today. It was good to see Grant Delpit back. We knew he was coming back. One of the best defensive players in college football. It was only a matter of time, and he was back today, ending, what, six straight practices that he had missed. Report said he practiced in individual drills and did not really practice in the team drills as they kind of slowly worked Delpit back into the rotation. Good to see him back. They got Christian Fulton back and Joe Burrow back earlier this week. Other practice injury news and notes for LSU. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was back after practice. He uh, missed practice yesterday. It was the first time he had missed practice all preseason. And then Apu Ika, the defensive tackle who's been kind of a star of camp, the freshman incoming guy from um, Utah, well, he was out. First practice, he's missed in the preseason tight battle there with Tyler Shelvin for the starting position. And then the offensive line. We continue to watch the injuries and rotations with that LSU offensive line. I mean, this is this is changing every day. So Chase and Hines, Damian Lewis, Sadiq Charles were out yesterday. Lewis and Hines still out today. Sadiq Charles made his return. And uh, Treor was also out. Uh, Badara Treor. Kind of uh, the rotational guy on that offensive line. May compete for a starting job, but certainly going to be in the rotation, you'd think. He missed practice today. So this offensive line continues to be a work in progress for LSU. It was the Achilles heel of that team last year and might be the Achilles heel of this team this year. I mean, they're so deep and so talented pretty much everywhere else. It's that offensive line. they got to get figured uh, things figured out there. It doesn't matter how, how good Joe Burrow's going to be. 
He's going to be uh, running for his life there. want to remind all the Houdats out there in Houdat Nation who are listening to our show today. We've got the official Houdat Nation rally and music festival for you on Friday, September 6th, Saturday, September 7th, and Sunday, September 8th. Here's what you get. Good food, even better music, big-time family fun on the grounds of the JPAS, Jefferson Performing Arts Center, in Metairie. Listen to this lineup. I mean, this is fantastic. The Guess Who, George Porter Jr., Cowboy Mouth, Family Stone, The Lost Boy Ramblers, plus Friday night, that's going to be Friday, September 6th. They're going to have a tribute honoring Dr. John, Art Neville, Fats, and a lot of the legends that we've lost here in New Orleans. Irma Thomas that night, uh, Deacon John, Bernard Poche, others will perform at that tribute. You can get your tickets now at the official uh, for the official Houdat Rally and Music Fest presented by Bud Light. You're going to go to houdatnationevents.com to get your tickets there, houdatnationevents.com. Saw an interesting thing in Las Vegas today. And I'll give credit to Ben Mintz, who's the first one to point this out to me on Twitter. In fact, we're going to talk to Ben in hour number two, and I'll have to ask him about this. But that LSU-Texas game, when LSU had been about a touchdown favorite the last month or so in that game that's in Austin, well, things changed today, folks, because LSU now, they're a pick with Texas. Now, what happens sometimes is you'll see some sports books release lines and then everybody picks up on that. If they're the first one, you're going to see that you know, on Yahoo Sports, ESPN, uh, our website, www.com, radio.com. I'm going to run with that because they're the first ones out. So that's what everybody reported, LSU touchdown favorite against Texas. Well, not so anymore. The consensus now in Vegas is it's a pick em. I've seen LSU uh, plus a half point or, or plus a point, but it's basically a pick em that football game and that's actually right where i think it should be Uh, if that was an lsu minus seven line and we're going to be doing our pick six every week i got to tell you i'm probably taking texas against lsu if they're getting plus seven points in austin now straight up i'm taking lsu and i like them much more obviously with this line that's a pick them i mean i'm taking lsu right now if you can find a sports book I would suggest that you go put some money on LSU in that game if you're getting uh, a straight-up line there. I mean, that that should not be a straight-up line, regardless if it's in Austin or not. Things change, injuries happening, offensive line that we just talked about with LSU. Still, you go from a seven-point favorite to pick them. Yeah, it's just different sports books, but I thought that was – Really interesting today. We have lots of little LSU talk, lots of Vegas talk, second hour. Ralph Michaels will be on the show. Ben Mintz will be on the program. Stay tuned for that. That's at 10.010 and then 10.20 right here on the last lap. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to go back-to-back with our NFL training camp insider coverage. First, it's LSU North. We go up to Cleveland. Let's check in on Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry, Greedy Williams, and everybody else. And then we go to Baltimore. But next, it's the Browns as we continue on the last lap. Welcome back to the show. One of my favorite parts of our August NFL coverage on the program. Oh, we get to go around the NFL. So much Saints talk on the program a lot. Well, we like to step away from the Saints a little bit, and we like to go inside NFL training camps. Back-to-back hits for you, Baltimore in a second. But first, let's head up to Cleveland. LSU North, Cleveland Browns covering them. Fred Greetham, who covers Cleveland for 24-7 sports, and he's at Fred Greetham on Twitter. Fred, how you doing tonight? 
Doing great, Seth. How are you? Thanks for having me on. You bet. Look, I'm doing great. And, yeah, LSU North indeed, man. The the influx of former Tigers up there, well, it's all kind of come in bunches and come at once, right? They're, they're embracing it there, too, it sounds like. Hey, all you have to say is 19 months ago, this team was 0-16, and you would never have somebody from Cleveland talking about the Browns unless you wanted to make fun of them. But John Dorsey has come in and transformed that roster. And, yeah, one of the big reasons for excitement, obviously, is Baker Mayfield. But bringing in Odell Beckham and teaming him with Jarvis Landry and their top pick, Greedy Williams, yeah, they're pretty pretty excited about what they – brought from the Bayou country. Uh, speaking of Beckham, I saw that he's dealing with a hip injury, mispractice today. What's the latest there? Um, it's it's pretty minor. What I'm hearing is he could he could play if it was a game this Saturday. Um, they expect him to be practicing. You know, it's more just around, I think, everything what we've seen with him and Mayfield almost feel like putting them in bubble wrap and wait for the regular season i mean as far as i mean every time i see the guy out there he, you know he's he's just got up close and personal looking at him he's just got tremendous move i haven't seen him slow too much you know i think they're just really really trying to be careful with him and all the guys yeah they should try to be careful with him and jarvis and their quarterback baker mayfield who now has all these weapons on offense um, around him. And look, they, they were pretty good at times last year, late in the season. It's been well documented. How good can Mayfield be? How good can this offense be this year, Fred? Well, I think it can really be explosive. I mean, in in all the years since the Browns have come back, they have rushed quarterbacks out there that weren't ready, putting them out there. Last year was ironic. They had a quarterback who was ready, and the plan was to sit him on the bench. And then when Tyrod Taylor got a concussion in third game, Mayfield came in. And he didn't start till the fourth game of the season. And he set an NFL record, you know, broke Peyton Manning and Russell Wilson's rookie record with 27 touchdown passes. And he, like you said earlier, he didn't have the weapons that he has. He has Kareem Hunt coming back the second half of this season. And he's got Odell Beckham, which you put him at the top of this receiving chart. These teams have to account for him with two guys probably, and that's going to be a domino effect underneath with Rashard Higgins and Jarvis Landry and David Majoku as well as Nick Chubb. And so, yeah, I think it can be very explosive, but kind of under the radar is the defense. They went out and added Olivier Vernon and Sheldon Richardson, and they have three pro bowlers on their front four. So I think last year they finished 28th in the NFL in defense, they gave up about 24, 25 points a game. I think if they can shave three, four points off that, they're going to win a lot of games because this offense is going to score points. Yeah, it's interesting you bring up the defense here. We're talking to Fred Griesen, who covers the Cleveland Browns for 24-7 sports in our around NFL training camp segment. So many former first-round picks on this unit. Actually, Fred, I thought last year that they would be pretty good. They ended up not being, like you just documented, but Denzel Ward, Greedy Williams, Miles Garrett, the guys that you just mentioned. I mean, there's talent at every single level of this defense. you got to think that they could be, and I guess maybe that's the key word here, Fred, is could be one of the scarier units in the AFC. I think one of the biggest things is just the depth, you know. They, they had – the front four, all of them, been a little dinged, and the depth behind them is a little unproven. And so on the front, I think the front four, and Freddie Kitchens has said 
mind to be the depth of the team and the strength of the team. And I think one of the things with Miles Garrett, he didn't really have somebody opposite him that caused problems. Emmanuel Alba, who was opposite him last year, was a high pick by a previous regime. He's expected, I thought he would really have a big year with the attention on Garrett, but he only had three sacks. And so now you've got Olivier Vernon, went to Pro Bowl last year with the Giants. If they double-team Garrett, as most teams are doing, I think he'll have a field day. And if he doesn't, you know, Richardson up the middle or Ivan Joby. And so Garrett has lived in the backfield all training camp. Now that's been going against Greg Robinson. And so it'll be interesting to see, but he's dropped some weight, and he really expects to have a big season. Last year he had 13 and a half sacks and he really felt like he underperformed. So I think the Vernon situation should really help him a lot. You mentioned the guy running this whole show now. It's Freddie Kitchens. I think a lot of people might not know. He's actually a graduate assistant at LSU, so LSU North uh, attributed to Freddie Kitchens also. Is is he the right guy for this job in this moment? I know this uh, the, the promotion of him and when they kept him, um, a lot of people across the country said, really, this is the guy you're going to bring in? But a lot of times, you know this, Fred, sometimes it's those head scratchers that turn into marvelous hires. What has Kitchens done so far this offseason? If fans taken him, has the team taken him? Well, it's, it's really is surreal because we've been through this so many times in Cleveland. You fire the head coach, and then you bring in a new guy, and you start all over. They fired Hugh Jackson in the middle of the season, and they went – five and three in the second half of the season under Greg Williams actually won five of their last seven games, but it wasn't because of the defense. It was because Freddie Kitchens with the same players and Baker Mayfield, their chemistry just clicked. They were putting up 26, 27 points a game. Like I said, with the same players and the same offense. So I wholeheartedly endorsed the decision, even though Kitchens never been a head coach because he had the, the wild card. He had Baker Mayfield and him were on the same page. And he was playing to the strengths of Mayfield. And so I think that's totally why he got the job. And he's, you know, he's a different sort. He, he's a Cleveland-type guy, even though he's from Alabama. I mean, he's just a blue-collar guy, and he tells you the way he feels. It's going to come down, is he going to be able to win football games and, and his decisions during the game? But He's actually already, you know, you know, becoming a folk hero here in Cleveland before they didn't play the game just because of the way he's run a tough, tough training camp. When in pre- previous years they've just had, hey, let's go out and play around in shorts for a couple weeks. He's He's been in pads every day since they've allowed him. Does he have the personality management skills to – and when they lose a couple of games, to keep guys like Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry, Baker Mayfield, do you have personality management skills to keep guys like those you know, in line and, and team-focused here? Well, we're going to find out. I think that's his biggest job is to manage those skills and, and so forth. But so far, he's handled everything. He's, he's been irritated a little bit on a couple of occasions. But, he's, but I, think, I think he's got the right demeanor and temperament you know, to handle those guys. To a T, every guy I've talked to legends. We will see under adversity, you know, when they lose some games, how he handles it. Um, I think that's going to be his biggest challenge. And if I was to say so, I think he'll be fine. 
All right, expectations here in Cleveland, high, higher than they have been probably since, well, the Browns came back. How do those expectations meet reality on the field this season, Fred? It is really strange because, like I said, it's, you know, they haven't had a winning season since 2007. So most of us are just saying, hey, how about winning more games than you lose this year and have a winning record for once? And yet they're already being talked about being an AFC championship or being a Super Bowl contender. I think for them, you know, it's all about trying to win the AFC North. I think there's a window in the AFC North, and that's your ticket to the playoffs. I see them this year challenging to make the playoffs to win the division and this year get the experience to then maybe make a run in 2020. I think they'll win 10, 11 games personally, um, and I think that'll get the job done to win the AFC North. But you play six games in your division, and you have to win most all of them or, you know, to, to have a chance to win the division. He's Fred Greetham. Great stuff here from him. Covers the Brown for 24-7 Sports, and he's on Twitter. Look, you LSU fans, follow him, at Fred Greetham for your Browns updates all season long. Fred, really appreciate the time tonight. Thanks, Seth. Thanks for having me on. All right, you bet. Enjoy the season up there. There he goes. Now, we're going to take a break here, 60 seconds. When we come back, we'll, we'll go out to Baltimore, and we'll talk to Bo Smoker. We'll see what's going on with Lamar Jackson and those Ravens. If you're a Saints fan, remember, you're a VIP to us, and that's why we want you to experience the new Saints VIP tailgate at Benson Tower, and I especially want you to because I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there with my buddy Steve Court for Fans First Take. You can listen to Sports Talk every weekday during training camp and win yourself a pair of tickets, and here's what you get with that experience. Three hours before kickoff, before Saints home games, it's all you can eat, all you can drink, premium open bar, Food Network celebrity chef Aaron May is going to have a buffet right next to the Superdome overlooking Champion Square. It's the Saints VIP tailgate at Benson Tower, and yes, we will be there on the Acadian Windows fans for stake, Steve Court and myself. That's from our partners at BullseyeEventsGroup.com and Saints Radio, WWLAMFM.com. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet? With two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours. Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.